from my bed. Hello from your shades. Um, you look so relaxed. Yes. Maybe I you am... should always podcast like this. Well, this arm is going to get numb. Oh. Um. Well, let me know if you need to resituate. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. S- Sarah is podcasting from her bed today. This is her dedication, her level of dedication to the show. Sarah has, do you want to tell the people what's going on with you, Sarah? A herniated disc. Mm. It's when the soft tissue in between something in your back spits out of. Your disc. slips out. It just slips out. Like a a little tongue. Ew, really? Is that how they explained it? No. Oh, no, the that's doctor how didn't I'm, do... I'm explaining it. The doctor didn't do this with his tongue. Ugh. No, no, I'm so glad he didn't. <laughs> You'd be like, um... I am suing you immediately. Because <laughs> um, um... we were supposed to record last week. Mm-hmm. We were all set to record this episode last week. And my and then... back hurt so badly that I couldn't even think straight. And I was couldn't just like, sit up in front I... of the microphone. I can't do it. Um, and so we had the great idea um, yesterday that I could just lounge in bed lay in bed um, and record why not i mean yeah. maybe that's what we should all be doing is re- recording our podcast from bed i think so <laughs> <laughs> um welcome to the adam and andy podcast welcome uh i'm one of your hosts nicole i'm your other host sarah and uh we might record all future episodes from our beds maybe maybe we'll turn this into like a sleepover kind of situation maybe you know we have we have pillows. We do. So. <gasps> the pillows. Okay. I feel like. Don't tell anyone. Should we keep it a secret? I don't know. Um, what should we do? I feel like. Oof. I didn't even consider talking about this. I'll just say this. Sarah and I are going to be doing a photo shoot very soon mm-hmm. with the fabulous Lola Scott, who's a photographer in Atlanta. Go check out her. It's at Lola Scott Art, right? Is her Instagram? Right. Lola Scott Art. Uh, amazing. Like her pics are amazing. If you're in Atlanta and you're looking to get like a photo shoot done, if you're like, if you're a podcaster or if you're an actor or if you just like want to feel beautiful, um, if you're just a person who wants to have pictures of yourself that are amazing, her pictures are so amazing and creative and cool. And I just got some yesterday. That's right. You did a photo shoot. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're going to do a photo shoot for the podcast because we've done photo shoots for our other podcast, The Georgia Maid, which we only did for like a season. And then for The Feminine Mistake, we've done a couple of photo shoots, um, but we've never done one for this show. And we have some yeah. special props. That's all I'm going to say. Special, special props. We have some special props that Sarah uh, procured for us for mm-hmm. the photo shoot. So more on that when the photos come. Anyway, I'm very excited about it. Um, would would you like to get into some Adam and Andy news? Please tell me. Um, okay, a lot has happened. It's been a big couple of weeks for our boys, Adam and Andy. Who do you want to hear really? about first? Well, actually, Adam. we'll start with Andy. Ah, I have the Andy pickup first. Okay, go ahead. So we'll go with Andy first. So, uh, let me get my let me get my visual aids rocking here. Okay, so you got you see this. Yes. Okay. So uh, last week, so when we we didn't record last week, but the week that we didn't record was Thursday of last week. That was the last two episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine ever aired yeah. um, on, uh, on Hulu. Well, it's on Hulu and 
Peacock or I don't know. It's not Peacock. I don't fucking know. Anyway, wherever it was, it aired on television and on Hulu. We have not seen the remaining episodes. Um, We're watching them very, very slowly. Am I right? Very slowly. So tonight we're going to be talking about episodes three and four of season eight. Sarah and I are dragging this out as long as possible. So if you've already seen the entire season eight, first of all, don't tell us what happens. But secondly, I'm avoiding spoilers last week was tough. I think I got spoiled on a couple of things, but I'm trying very hard not to. Anyway, um, so they are their last episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, lots of heartfelt uh, sentiments, lots of heartfelt dedications uh, on the social media. And then they were, I didn't even watch Seth Meyers because I was so afraid of getting spoiled but anyway they were on Seth Meyers right after the show aired um and so I bookmarked it on my Twitter so I can go back and watch it later nice don't they look cute they look so cute who's the guy on the left uh I'm pretty sure that I think that's I think that's Mike Sure, the showrunner no on on the left yeah I think so that's Mike Sure. I think so or was am I thinking of the wrong showrunner? Please look up the showrunner. I'm pretty sure that's the showrunner, but I want to say it was Mike Sure. I think he's so tall. He is very tall. Is Mike Sure tall? I guess. I guess Wikipedia will tell us. This is the quality of journalism you can find on this podcast. <laughs> um, just like our other shows, we absolutely we don't know what we're fucking talking about. Um, I'm glad he's only six feet tall. He's only six. So he. Uh, pff, I mean. W- on the scale and he doesn't look like that so that's not him so who's the fucking showrunner that is the showrunner who's with them there head writers with them i believe and this god damn it tweeted us at animated pod i'm sorry i didn't watch the seth myers I, I i knew when i pulled this picture up i was like oh fuck who is that i was like that's fine sarah's not gonna ask me who that is but i should have known better. dan gore dan gore ah i'm killing myself i'm killing myself right now for not knowing that that yes of course it's God, I feel so stupid. I'm thinking. I, I think I've yeah, been listening him. to too much Parks and Rec, Parks and Recollections. That's what I've been listening to. But and Mike I think I got sure confused. did start this show. That's what I thought. He did. So maybe Dan Gore, like, kind. Of, I mean, I, Dan Gore's been more vocal about the show. I don't know why I didn't know that. I apologize to all the Nine Nine fans out there that I fucked this up. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm only, I'm only a human being. It's fine. I'm looking up his height because it's he's yeah. How tall? He seems tall. He's six foot three and a half inches. Oh, <gasps> he's a half inch taller than Adam. Yeah, Adam is not that tall, Nicole. I, what? I hate, he's not that tall. Six three is tall. How can you say he is not tall? He is known for being so large. Yeah, that's still not very tall. That's like re- regular tall. Sarah, he would tower over me. He tower. would, but I ta- ta- tower o- I o- o- over you. I know, but you don't emotionally tower over me. <laughs> I feel like emotionally, also, we're, I feel like emotionally, we're at least in the ballpark of the same height. Yes, but I also like Adam's width. You know, you're always talking That's about his true. width. Like He's I orange. think I'm probably wider than he is. That is like, not in the shoulders true. and everywhere. You know what? I, I, I have. There are many reasons why I would. I wish that one day I would just run into Adam Driver on the street. And now I want to, I want to run into him so that Sarah can stand next to him. And I can prove <laughs> to her that she is not as wide as Adam Driver. What are you even talking about? What are you talking about? My, 
my shoulders. Sarah, um, stop it. <laughs> uh, so Brooklyn Nine-Nine is over. I'm sad. I feel sad, but I haven't, I haven't emotionally processed it yet because you and I are still watching it. Yeah. So I'm not super sad yet. You know what my main thought is when what? I look at this picture? Mm-hmm. The dress that, um, what is her name? Melissa, she plays Melissa Fumero. Amy. Yeah. That is like a really, like she looks so great. She looks but like amazing. I'm just like imagining like that dress on me. I'm just like, that is a really, really hard silhouette to pull off. You think? Like, I think you could yes, pull it off. Yes, if you have any pooch in your belly, which is like most w- w- women, yeah. it's going to look weird. I mean, she looks great, but it's just like, <sighs> I would not wear that dress. I mean, I would, <laughs> but I would be wearing like eight layers of Spanx. <laughs> I would like I'd be eight layers deep in Spanx like you would have to uh, like I think by the time you got the Spanx off my body like all of the blood would have gone away from my torso and I would need to be massaged or something to return blood flow to my the center of my body. And also where it hits her on her leg, like that length, that like mid calf makes everyone look short, 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 shorter than they are. Well, she's she looks Fabulous. They all look fabulous. Look how yeah. happy and smiley they are. I'm glad to see that. Um, oh, I always mix them two up. Hitchcock, Scully, which is the one who's been on the. the, the I don't know. <laughs> video calls. Of, I think it's Scully. Um, oh, fuck. Or is it Hitchcock? God damn it. Anyway, it's good to see that he's with everybody else. He's not on a video screen. Maybe yeah. they'll explain that in one of these episodes. Yeah, may- maybe because of COVID or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's Hitchcock, by the way. Um, and okay. I'm saying that with confidence, but I don't confidence. really have confidence. Um, God, I'm like, I feel like I'm proving myself to not be a fan of this show, even though I've been watching it forever and I feel terrible. No. I'm sorry, guys. I'm having an off night. I'm I, Maybe I'm just like emotional and I don't know it about the show ending. I was very sad to think that the show is over, but for me, it's not over. So I'm not, I haven't fully mourned it yet. I don't know about you. Yeah. I mean, I, I only watched the first season and a half of this show, so I'm not really attached to it. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I know that when I get to the end, I'm going to be sad, but we mm-hmm. still have a lot more episodes to go. So yeah. I'm not yet there yet. All right. I think that's all I've got for Andy on the 9th of uh, September, which was a while ago, they did have like a big fan video they put out, which I sent you a link to, which was very cute. Um, it was nine, nine day. And they put out this video that was like a lot of super cuts of like great moments from the show and different characters. And like every time Terry used his name in the third person, that was very funny. Mm-hmm. There was a bunch of uh, like the bloopers and stuff. Anyways, really, really sweet and funny. Um, so if, uh, you haven't seen that yet. It's on YouTube. Uh, nine Brooklyn Nine 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 Day, and they cut a whole thing. It was like a fan video that that they that they put out. Which oh was yeah, really no, cute. I watched the first. Um, it was like an so hour and a half I, long. I couldn't watch the whole thing, but I yeah. did watch the first like maybe like five minutes mm-hmm. of it, and then I had to work. But mm-hmm. but I I forgot to go go back and watch it. But yeah, I watched the Terry. That was good. I the, enjoyed that. I was like, damn, Terry he did. Stuff. He did call him say a lot of things about himself. I don't know. I yeah. guess I had, it's like you get used to it. You know? And that made me pay attention to the times he did it in these two mm-hmm. episodes, too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. So I think that's it for Andy. Um, Transyl- the new Transylvania movie is coming out soon. I want to say it's in like another week and a half or so. Transfer, transfer, formula, form, for, formula, formula, transformia. <laughs> 
Transformia. What is wrong with me tonight? It's uh, number four. Anyway, uh, we won't be covering it on the show because we already agreed that uh, animated shows and thirst do not mix. Yeah, no. So we decided not to cover it on the show, but um, I'm sure I'll watch with my kids and I'll I'll give you I'll give you the, an update probably. Um, they love tra- the Transylvania movie. So, okay, uh, moving on. Um, so the last duel. Here's a poster that was recently released this week, actually, of uh, from the last duel. Um, Sarah, you are ha- look like you're having a reaction, like a reaction to this. Like, what is happening in your on your face? Are- Ew! <laughs> you don't like it. What is he it you don't like, like about? He has it? no teeth, or like. Well, he has teeth. teeth. I can see his teeth. I can and literally see his teeth. He looks like he has like crap on his teeth. It's a, it's, I think it's a shadow. So it's a poster of his face with the helmet. You don't like it. I think I, I really like medieval Adam Driver. I'm just going to say it. I can say it now because I haven't seen the movie yet. So I'm sure my feelings about him will change. Not Adam, but the character when I see how truly awful he is. But for now, I can thirst from a distance before I actually see how truly awful this guy is. Um, but I like, I, I'm liking all the medieval Adam picks. I gotta say, um, Sarah yeah, does not like it. And the mustache. And you don't the, like the mustache. The skin and the, well, the, the picture is very contrasty. And so you just don't think the picture is flattering is what you're saying. It's terrible. Oh, okay. I don't, I th- his eyes don't aren't the right color, which is weird to me. Like his eyes don't look like they normally do, but. You can yeah. tell somebody did a lot of like color grading on this show. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so the last duel premiered at Venice Film Festival since we last talked. Adam was not there. Um, the reviews are very good so far, so at least there's that. Uh, so um, a lot of people are saying it's very epic. It's a big epic, you know, battle. You know, expensive, high budget kind of movie. Um, they said uh, the Adam and and Jody Comer's pr- uh, performances have been praised. Uh, I I don't know about um, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Uh, it seems like the people that really shine in this movie, by based on the reviews, I didn't read them. I just kind of like have seen it passing through my feed. I don't like to read reviews before I go see the movie because I don't like to affect what I think of the movie. Um, I know you like to read reviews. Um, but, uh, I did notice in, on Twitter that, uh, the wigs are getting dragged pretty hard. Um, but that Adam and uh, yeah. Jody Didn't are... we drag the wigs? When we oh yeah. I think those wigs preview? deserve to be dragged. Like, I don't understand yeah. what the deal is with those weird, mullet, like Texas nineties, uh, hairstyles that's going on. Um, anyway, uh, also the last duel like premiered. So not just at a festival, but like premiered in the uk today so today was today was the uk premiere of the last duel uh officially um adam again not there uh haven't seen him in a while not sure where he is i'm gonna guess he's still filming atlanta uh well so that's the other thing is white noise is filming in atlanta but we i don't know if adam is here or not because it's he they're also filming in ohio still so I don't know if he's here, if they're filming other stuff that doesn't have anything to do with him. I haven't sensed his presence in the force yet, so I just don't know. But if I run into him at the Target, you better believe I'll tell you about it. Yes. Right after I recover yes. from my fucking heart attack. I loved Chris's response where he was like, oh, my husband. I'll run up to him and be like, and give him a kiss and be like, I kissed him first. <laughs> 
Oh, Lord. Um, yeah, my husband is very good-natured about this whole thing. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, one more big thing that happened. This was fun. I, I don't know if you're aware of this or not. I, I intentionally didn't talk to you about it, but I did talk about it on social media, so I'm not sure if you saw, but uh, the Emmys were last weekend. Did you watch? I didn't, know. We used You and I used to watch them, like, every year. Yeah. Uh, but I just haven't been into it, I guess, recently. Um, so Last Week Tonight with John Oliver won um, Best Writing and Best Variety Series. And yeah. the writing staff, during their speech, dedicated the award to Adam Driver. Oh. In fact, they said this war- award is dedicated to Adam Driver. This was one of the writers speaking. Uh, he knows what he did. <laughs> <laughs> and I think she said, and he knows what we want him to do, I think. <laughs> what? Um, it was very funny. I want to know what his response, like what his re- re- reaction is. I, I assume he's amused. I mean, he obviously yeah. participated in the joke, um, but he was not at the Emmys. And then afterwards, he, uh, John Oliver was asked, you know, backstage, they interview everybody. And at the backstage, I think somebody was like, what's the deal? Like, why did you dedicate this award to Adam Driver? And he's like, well, basically, um, even when he wasn't in the, even when we weren't talking about him or he wasn't on the show, his presence was felt throughout the season. That's what, what he said. That makes no sense. <laughs> it's so amazing. Like, yeah. I just love it so much. This is the joke that keeps on giving. Yeah. And I never wanted to end. Um, <laughs> I am now worshiping the entire writing staff of Last Week Tonight as if I wasn't already. Um, yeah, it's a good show. And that's what I'll, that's all I've got for Adam and Andy News. Nice. Um, so shall we talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah. Season eight. Okay. Um, so... I guess we'll just start with the first episode here. Episode three. Blue flu. Blue flu. Which at first I was like, oh, is this like a an episode about like, is this like a sort of veiled COVID episode? But it's not. It's not at all. So Sarah, what is the blue flu? Blue flu is the disease you get when you eat a rat or a mouse. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Um <laughs> That's what it's, they want us to think. It's the cops who are sick with mono from, did they get it from a mouse? Uh, they're not actually sick. No, I know. I know. But I'm just saying that's what they want, want us to think. Well, I think the blue flu means that that is when all of the cops are, are, are on strike, basically. And so they're saying okay. that they're sick. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're calling it the blue flu, because everyone in the station, all the all the street cops or whatever uh are not showing up to work but they're saying that they have mono Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. um but yes they claim to have got like the it it was over one cop saying that he got a dead mouse in his burrito and that it was Mm -hmm. intentional so again we're sort of returning to the territory of like cops versus the people and you know um at first i was like okay so the joke is that 
the cops are not at the station. So we got to figure out how to live without them. And like, how do we get them back and expose sort of this lie that's going on? And at first I like really wasn't sure where they were going with that. Like, I don't know about you, but I was like, Hmm, what's, what's the game here? And then at the end I was like, Oh, okay. Here they are surprising me with some very smart writing. And because I was like, I guess they did that one episode about police brutality and that was it. Right. Um, But but that's not the case. And I don't want to jump ahead to the ending. But I think that the. I think that I do think the ending speaks to, again, the show sort of making a statement on police and the relationship to the public and whether it's positive or negative. I do think that's that was a play here, even if it wasn't specifically about police brutality. Yeah. Which I didn't expect them to return to again because I was like, I guess they felt like they covered it. But I, I'm glad that they I'm glad they're not dropping it, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so a lot of other things going on here. You have the strike and the and then Holt has a has a three pronged approach. So, Sarah, do you want to tell us about the pro, uh, prongs? I love the prongs. <laughs> Jake was convinced that. Uh, a tri- tri- Trident has five prongs and... Yeah, because of Aquaman. Because or was it four prongs? Five prongs, you're It was right. five prongs. Yeah. And he was like, that's a pentadant. And Jackie's <laughs> like, no, it's a tri- Trident. <laughs> um, but basically, the three prongs are... Um, and that's our th- storylines, basically. Yeah. And... Um, so what are the prongs? You're about to give us go give us a rundown of the prongs. Jake and Boyle. Jake and Boyle. And what's their what's their thing that they're supposed to be doing? So they're supposed to be, um, I forget. They, I believe they were trying to figure out the, they were trying to prove that the doctor was lying. The doctor doctor that had written all the mono excuses. So they had Boyle go to the doctor. Yes. We'll, we'll get there. Yes. Prong two. Prong two. Amy and Terry. Yes. What was there? Well, their I think prong? their initial prong was to get detectives from other precincts to fill in for the fact that all their street, their beat cops were not there. Mm-hmm. And that also went awry. Yeah. So prong three is Rosa. Rosa Diaz. Finding a way to bring Rosa back in because they needed somebody who was not in the force to do the dirty work of digging mm-hmm. up some stuff to figure out like where are these digging it up digging up the lies that was rose's job yes so um, where do you want to start with these storylines so jake and boyle mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i wrote down testicle issues testicle issues so boyle goes to the doctor because he's had mono already Mm-hmm. and so the idea is that if he gets diagnosed with mono they'll be able to prove that the doctor was lying, but instead he has some testicle issues <laughs> and he thinks, and they think it might be cancer. And so he yeah. has to wait for a test. And then we, that leads to Boyle sort of refre- reflecting on his life. He spends the rest of his, of the episode kind of in a state of like, of grief and mourn, like mm-hmm. pre grief, mm-hmm. kind of like, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Like it's all, Oh, 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 
over, you know? Yeah, like a, a lot of uh, existential dread and thinking yeah. about your own mortality. And in a way, I think also like a little bit of like, oh, an ex- not I don't want to call it an excuse, but a way in for us to begin mourning this, the show ending. That's kind of how it felt to me because Boyle had a lot of speeches in this episode where he's reflecting on his friendship with Jake and how he was like, I thought we were going to be like, you know, busting bad guys into our 90s. And like, he's just 90s. Yeah. Isn't that what he said? I thought so. I forget. But he um, he a lot of this is centered on him and his of course his child and how he wants to be there for his growing up with his son but also like his friendship with jake and how and and how he loves his friends and he doesn't he doesn't want to lose these friendships that he's built his speech actually was like the one where he's talking to jake and jake starts crying i was like i'm fucking crying as well like i started tearing it was um yeah it just like wrecked me um yeah jolo trulio really nailed it in this episode like mm-hmm. he's always very funny and he's always really good at getting to the heart of things i think as well like he's the kind of this buffoon with like a a heart of gold you know mm-hmm. and i think he really killed that speech it was very moving i thought yeah um okay uh, what about terry and amy <laughs> um they uh, what do they? What are they? Oh, the um, Hitchcock and Scully. What so do they do? the other they get the other precincts. Mm-hmm. The other precincts. Get... They send all the Hitchcocks and Scullys. So right. every other but precinct. Like, what are they trying to do? Well, they uh, they wanted extra detectives mm. because they needed more help, and mm-hmm. then the other precincts sent their all of their Hitchcocks and Scullys. All the detectives who were like useless. Yeah. And so old white men, old white men, which I thought was hilarious. Cause again, like in a cry, like a cop drama from like the eighties, all everyone would have looked like Hitchcock and Scully. Yeah. Like this continues to be hilarious to me. And then you have Hitchcock and Scully also trying to help Amy game the Hitchcock and Scully's as well. Like they're all, they're like the experts on Hitchcock and Scully. And so you know, they they get them pedometers and and offer them like overtime if they make have the most steps. But then the Scullys and the Hitchcocks sit in massage chairs and eat sandwiches and the bouncing of the massage chair makes the pedometer go off. Like it's a whole yeah. thing. I really, really loved that. Um, yeah. It made me miss um, Hitchcock um, because it was really obvious that he wasn't there. I mean, I know he's on the little thing but i kind of wanted to see him in scenes with scully i don't know it was very like i i know there's got to be a reason why he's on that video call and like i accept whatever that is but i just i def like i love the hitchcock and scully thing i really felt like i missed the two of them together anyway i don't know how you felt about that i know you're not that into those characters but i really like them as side characters very much yeah the other big thing and I was very disturbed by this. So disturbed. Was that Terry was sick for the whole episode. Had a stomach bug. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I was very upset that Terry continued to work while sick. And everyone seemed to be encouraging it. 
Yeah. I don't know. Did, how did, did you have any feelings about that? Or were you just like, whatever? I kind of was like, what, 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 whatever, because he's a character. I know, but I guess I'm just overly sensitive to sickness now. Mm. And so I'm like, he should not be at work um, if he is even thinking that he's sick. And I know that he doesn't have COVID or anything in the, but like, honestly, you've had a stomach bug, right? You got it from my kids just from like, you didn't even touch them. You were just like here like a couple years and it was like it was awful right yeah can you imagine someone coming to work with that and then giving it to everyone else that's the whole Mm -hmm. thing I was the whole time I was like he's gonna get everyone sick like they're all gonna get the stomach bug which is what happens to the the cops he goes and does like sort of a spy thing you know he goes to their meeting he finds out they're all lying and he he has proof of it sort of uh but then he gets them all sick and then they all have to stay home anyways yeah it was gross I, mean, I don't know how you would even work with like that like i was like i was either dead or like just like barfing from both ends barfing everything. from both ends <laughs> butt barfing face barfing i don't know how you could go to i was just very upset the whole time i was like terry please go home i was it made me very on edge yeah um, it was a little hard for me to laugh about that, <laughs> partly because I know how bad stomach bugs are because I have children, but also yeah. because like I'm just in this COVID like pandemic era that we're in. I'm just highly sensitive to like the fact that people should not be going to work when they're sick, I guess. Yeah, that's all I'm yeah. saying. Totally. Like if somebody th- if I think someone is thinking about coughing. I'm like, please go home. Like, if you look in your eyes, like you might have a cough. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just go get away from me. I don't yeah. want you near me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and then the last prong was Rosa. Loved this storyline. Yes. So Rosa, so, yeah, you yeah. tell us about it. Tell us about it, Sarah. No, she she finds out that the tar- targeted officer placed the mouse in his own yes he bought the mouse burrito he bought the mouse at a pet store Mm -hmm. and put it in his burrito right but what was what was the what was on the line if she found out whole secret tattoo his not just a tattoo but a tramp stamp Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i love the part where she's like they're like, Holt has a tramp stamp. And he's like, I do not have a tramp stamp. And then when they explain it, he's like, oh. I didn't know what a tramp stamp was. <laughs> um, I loved, I it's. I feel like this is only a thing you can get away with like in a season eight where it's like, we know the show is ending because the yeah. idea that Holt would have a tattoo is kind of absurd. Like Holt is yeah. not a guy that gets a tattoo. He's not even a guy who accidentally gets drunk and gets a tattoo right but for some reason i totally buy into it and i'm like obviously holt has a secret tattoo and he cannot let anybody know what it is and the whole idea of like jake paying rosa to find out what the tattoo is and then us later finding out that rose that that holt paid rosa even more to lie Mm -hmm. about the tattoo and it's like just a dot like she doctored the photo so it looks like a dot on his back all of that loved it made me laugh so hard um, I want to know what it was. 
Yeah, I, that was the other thing is that uh, Rose is like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to tell anybody of a tattoo of a and then they go to like credits. And I was like, ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe one day we'll find out. Probably not. Probably not. Um. So I guess uh, if you don't do you have anything else you wanted to say about this episode? I feel like I could get to the end. Um, um, do, have we forgotten how the trident turned into a pentadant? It did turn into. But what was the pentadant? Wasn't the pentadant Prong Terry going Terry to? Yes. Recording officers meet me me eating in mm-hmm. sea secret and his stomach actually. The, the, that was the, very funny the, to me. The, the, the gurgles cover everything. Yes. Prong five. Oh, is what the it did become a pentadant. Yes, it did. What the uh, NYPD didn't do, like where um oh. where Holt tells. Yes. Well, that's him. that brings us to the end, which is yeah. what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, and this is what I this is what I didn't ex- this is where I did not expect the episode to go was for them to say. With fewer cops on the street, here are the positive things that happened. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. fucking right on. You know, they're yeah. like, hey, we have research to suggest that fewer cops is actually a good thing and yeah. that there were fewer false arrests and there was less incidents. And like, I was like, wow, like, that's pretty ballsy for yeah. a, a sitcom. Yeah. You know, the, the crime stayed the same. It didn't get better, didn't get worse, mm-hmm. but wrongful arrests and mm-hmm. issues. Altercations with the altercations police. Altercations yeah. went down. Yeah, that was pretty ballsy. And mm-hmm. I was like, fuck yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So again, I didn't know at first where they were going with this. And then when they got there, I was like, kudos, you mm-hmm. know, kudos. Yeah. Um, anything else to say about Blue Flu? Um, it almost became Operation Fork. I remember that. Oh, joke. Operation that was Fork. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a trident anymore. It's a fork. Um, <laughs> yes, that was a good joke. That was a good joke. Um, yeah. I think that it was a good episode. It wasn't like a mind-blowing episode. It had a lot of good moments. I think uh, Boyle's uh, speech to Jake as a character moment was the highlight for me of that yeah. and then the tramp stamp come on who doesn't like a tramp stamp joke yeah um shall we talk about episode four balancing balancing so this is what we talked so in the last uh time that we you and i talked about brooklyn 99 one of the things we wanted was to see more of jake and amy trying to deal with the fact that their parents and how do they balance that I feel like a lot of shows have babies and then don't really mm-hmm. know how to do what what to do with that as a story. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you feel like this was a satisfactory storyline about that? Hmm. I think they had a good moment at the mm-hmm. end, like the last scene. Mm, that was good. Yeah. Um, I think that both of them seemed. I don't know. Like almost like the kid was an inconvenience yeah i get that um Um, which frankly uh if you're trying to get work done a child can be an inconvenience yeah um i think there were a lot of good jokes here i think that there was a good attempt at showing the difficulty of balancing 
being a working professional and having a child, it didn't like check all the boxes for me. Um, but I'm, I like that they tried to work that out. And what I really liked is it wasn't automatically assumed that Amy would have to not do her thing yeah, and that Jake would do his thing. Like the fact that the both of them, I mean, to be honest, the whole time I was like, look, I know Jake wants to break this case, but Amy's thing seems like she has to be there. Like Boyle can do what he's doing without you. And you can probably be at home with the baby and try to like, do some shit from your house. And that's so, what ha- ha- yeah. happened. So, but I did appreciate that the assumption wasn't automatically, Amy's got to drop what she's doing yeah. and stand with the kid. So I guess we should set this up a little better. So Amy has like a very important presentation to give. And Jake is on the verge of busting some serial killer that I don't remember the mentioning before. Franzia. I feel like the Franzia killer, which reminded me of the boxed wine. I don't know if you know about it. When I was in high school, we used to uh, get drunk off of Franzia, the boxed wine. Mm. It was a rosé, in case anyone's okay. wondering. Uh, long live um, Franzia. Yeah, so if this is this season eight and he ha- we haven't heard about Franzia, how much of an arch how much of an arch nemesis could he be? I'm not saying we've never heard of him. I just don't remember it. It Mm, seemed like a new killer. But I guess the idea. Yeah, I I don't know. I I guess they were like they I get I mean, it didn't bother me. I was just like, I don't remember hearing about this guy before. Um, So. Then what happens is they they can't take Mac to preschool or his daycare because he gets lice. Right. There's like a lice outbreak. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. Now, this whole storyline I found lice is a real problem. So I definitely found that to be realistic. I don't know if you remember this. It did. No, it happened in kindergarten. I don't know if you remember this, but Lucas had lice. My son Mm -hmm. had lice in kindergarten and our whole house was afflicted. Like we, it took weeks. We had to wash everything. The thing I didn't find realistic was that they were like, okay, we're going to slap some maple syrup on and that's it. And I'm like, I mean, you could have mined so many more jokes out of this. Like when you have lice in your house, you have to fucking wash everything. You have to wash all the stuffed animals. You have to wash all the bed sheets over and over and over again. Like you got to wash every fucking surface that anybody's body has touched. It sucks. Also, maple syrup. Never heard of that. But I will tell you that you have to shampoo your hair with this fucking nasty. like. It it burns your fucking scalp shampoo that's supposed to kill all the lice. Like there was a lot of lice jokes in there that I feel like they missed out on. And it wasn't super like as a parent, I was like, I feel like there's a lot of ways they could have gone here that they didn't. Um, but yeah, like your hair burns it. Like, honestly, a- after a while, we were like, we can't fucking like we every day we were combing the kids out with these like lice comb things. Ultimately, we shaved Lucas's head. That is what ended up happening. We couldn't figure out how to get rid of the lice. So we shaved his head. He didn't like it. Uh, There's a picture of him looking very upset. Uh, I don't know if you remember that picture where he got his head shaved and he was super upset about it. And he actually was like, he was like, I like after we shaved his head, he was like, I don't want to look at myself in the mirror because I don't want to see myself like this. It was so sad. He was was so upset. He was five because he was in kindergarten. Okay. Okay. 
Um, I don't remember this. I had wa- I had to shampoo my head with lice shampoo for like a week. It ruined what my fucking you- hair. What house were were you? It in? was here at the um at the house we're at now. I don't remember this. I can't believe you didn't get lice. Excuse me. Was I can't. Ever- oh 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 over during the lice outbreak i mean when were you not over my house before the pandemic you were always here we were always watching movies i can't believe you didn't get lice um you probably i think i think you probably stayed away during the time that he had the lice i'm gonna guess Mm, because you don't want to be here at the house when somebody has a lice outbreak it's fucking serious there are whole there is an entire business of people you can hire them they come to your house they steam everything they shampoo everybody's fucking heads there are people who have an entire industry based on ridding people of lice that's how bad it is why are lice so fucking awful they're terrible and it makes sure it does make your head itch like it hurts like a motherfucker it just like all your hair it's like having like constant dry scalp Oh, so it's you terrible. actually had like the lice like bite your your skin. Um, I don't know. We never could find what f- figure out if I had lice or not because my hair is so thick. Yeah, but Chris was convinced that I did have lice, and he did make me shampoo my head. And my hair, my head was itchy. So I don't know if it was just like sympathetically itchy, sympathetic, or maybe it was the fucking awful dry out your hair burn your scalp shampoo that I had to shampoo with, but my head definitely was itchy. So eventually we did get rid of the lice. It took several weeks. It was awful. That's crazy. Um, welcome to Lice Talk. <laughs> I'm sure this is the what you're all <laughs> here for. Um, anyway, what I'm saying is, again, I'm, I'm typically disappointed in many ways with the way parenting is portrayed in a sitcom. Yeah. Uh, there are certain sitcoms where the focus is being a parent and some of those, like I think Modern Family did a pretty decent job um, with dealing with that stuff. Um, but usually on a sitcom that's not about being parents, having a child dropped into the storyline is kind of an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think they really milked all the lice jokes they could out of this is what I'm saying. They kind of dropped in the maple syrup and then it was like, you know, that's it. Now, it was very funny watching them walk around with maple syrup on their hair. And but I feel like you still and I and I liked how Amy looked like shit right before her presentation. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. very funny. But like they could have easily done that with lice shampoo because it fucks up your hair. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I also found like so the whole there was a whole storyline with Amy like needing to jazz up her presentation, and Terry kind of became the person who was trying to help her with that. Uh, which mm-hmm. seemed a bit out of character for Terry. Although I did like the idea of tiny, tiny Terry, like being a ruthless, you know, um, whatever, whatever that tap dancing show he was on. Um, I felt like Gina's presence was really missing from this episode yeah. because Gina would have been the right person to step in and try to, you know, zhuzh up um, Amy's presentation. Yeah, that's true. So I missed Gina. I feel like I'm dogging this episode. I'm really not. I did enjoy it. But there were some things that I was like, uh. You know the best part? What? For me? hmm The Holtz and Cat Kevin storyline. Oh, my God. The please. Can we talk dick? about this? The It was a. um. Wait. Uh, I wrote it down. A digital phallus portrait. <laughs> yes. And he was like, I said a digital phallus portrait. And she was like, a digital. <gasps> He got drunk at Rosa's <laughs> and he said, give it a dick pic. Yeah. But he, oh, he emailed my him God. a dick pic. He emailed him he a dick pic. 
You're right, Sarah. How could I forget? That was literally my favorite part of this episode. Oh, and so my they had God, to go over to his place to kind of like mm-hmm. del- d- d- delete it before he from saw his it, email. Remind- <laughs> reminded me of an episode of Friends where like oh, they right. tried to like delete a voicemail, Richard's voicemail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that's such a night. A- nineties mm-hmm. plotline. But um Well, deleting someone's email feels like a nineties plotline yeah, as well, know, which is why it's so funny. Yeah. Um and then uh Rosa was like, you should reach out to him and tell him you're thinking about him. And so he like texted him another dick pic. Another dick pic. Amazing. And then he got a text back that was like it was like a a scatter plot. With yeah. like what was the line? He sent it was like charts, and Holt was like, "This is very arousing." <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Holt and Kevin continue to make me so sad. Like this was very funny with the dick pic stuff. The I again, they're like really pushing Holt's character. They're like, you know what? It's season eight. We're gonna have Holt do all kinds of things he wouldn't do, like yeah. send dick pics, and that was very funny to me. But I do feel like if somebody's like brokenhearted, they might do things that are like out of character. I don't know. Maybe Holt got drunk and got a tattoo i don't know um because he was sad about kevin but the dick pic thing was really funny and then kevin sending him back like charts was even funny yeah um i want them to get back together so bad i'm so sad for so long i am so sad well they're not divorced yet they're separated they're separated they're not divorced they're just not well now now well the pandemic was hard on everyone that was his explanation remember i know anyway i'm just really sad about it and i'm really sad about i just want them back together i just really do i know i hope that they are going to get them back together and when they do it's going to be really rewarding that's what i'm hoping for yeah um let's see oh one joke that i thought was hilarious about uh the kid sorry this is back to the parenting jokes um is when uh jake has to bring the baby to the interrogation room and and oh no 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 he has to bring the baby to work and whole uh, uh boyle is um doing the interrogation but he has the microphone in his ear and jake is feeding him all the lines but then at some point mac poops and so I'm laughing just thinking about it where he's like did you poop and then Charles is like saying everything that Jake said he's like it smells like you pooped (laughs) Ah, I died I was like this is perfect I was screaming I love the part where they had the 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 baby and they were trying not to wake him up and they were singing each other like information and yes. like lo- 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 yes, lo- lullaby so and tune because he doesn't so he wants cute. he wants he mac was sleeping yes it was yeah. adorable Very um cute. i was a little confused at times as to how old mac was because the prop baby was very yeah. tiny but the baby they filmed in the ending yes. was like it was like almost like two years, it, was old, like two years old i was like what is happening it's like one of those weird tv things yeah um yeah, I like the whole scene with the nanny interviews, although I feel like I've seen that in other um, oh, shows Oh, yeah, the, the nanny interview montage. Like, seen Jesus. it, seen it, seen it. Uh, what was, there's a movie that they did. Uh, was it fucking Baby Boom that did that? Mm-hmm. That we watched for the feminine mistake? It was same same scene. Same, same scene. Yeah, same yeah. scene. Uh, Francia um. turns out to be one of the nannies. 
He's the one who says the cuddler. He's the cuddler. The, the cuddler. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, Amy goes to her presentation. She has to go. Uh, because uh, like only she can do it, and and so Jake then has to, to stay home with the baby. That's what they decide. Yeah. Um, Amy looks insane. She's got giant glasses on. Her hair's crazy. She's wearing like sweatpants that say like "juicy" on the back or some shit. Wow. Oh, wow. That's right. Um, <laughs> and uh, or uh, WAP. Very 2020. WAP, yes. Um, so anyway, I, I loved Amy's little dance after she won. Yeah. Um, that, that was, was adorable. And I really loved the moment. Well, we didn't talk about this, but they're really worried about Max development, which is very mm-hmm. on brand for Amy. Um, and max stands up in the crib and jake is there to witness it and mm-hmm. that was a really sweet moment i thought yeah his the way his face lit up i think andy I played that scene really well yeah especially because there's probably nobody in that baby container he's just playing to nothing baby container they shot that baby like or they got stock footage of a baby and they dropped it in there and it's just like andy reacting to nothing yeah. um but he played that scene really beautifully Actually, did he pick up the baby? I can't even remember. Uh, and they may have had a real baby in the scene, but I remember it was like one of those things where Jake's looking into the playpen. Yeah. <laughs> There's then, like a light shining they, in his eyes. And then they cut to the one shot of the baby standing up, um, yeah. which is what they always do on these shows. I know it's hard and expensive and there's all kinds of rules with children and filming and it's a pain in the ass, but... Um, Anyway, I thought it was very sweet how at the end, you know, they sort of came to this conclusion where it's hard, but we're going to make it work. And together, because, you know, Amy is basically like, you can't have it all. You can't have your career and your kids. And that's like, I think the problem for most women. And I think men, some men are having to deal with that as well, but it's less it's often less of a man's problem to deal with having it all. Um, I, I was happy to see it tackled in a show where it was like unequivocally this is both of their problems Mm -hmm. like at no time was it like should amy stay home like it was unequivocally both of them struggling with juggling Mm -hmm. it and i was happy to see that uh i feel like that is what is a real a more realistic portrayal and i do think if you want to really kind of circle back to where we are in our lives like it's very uh, well known and well documented that the pandemic was really hard on moms a lot of moms like uh, had to step back from their careers because they ended up having to stay home with the kids and like there was like a lot of women who were losing their footing in the workplace and it was a huge problem um at our house we um actually both took care of the t- children if anything i think because my job requires that i have to focus on people like i'm teaching so i'm like in front of even when I was teaching virtually, I was doing synchronous lectures and I'm in front of the computer and people, I've got the camera on me and I can't be watching children. Whereas like, you know, Chris is like, he has meetings, but as a lot of his work is like kind of, he's doing it on his own time and he's not, he's not under someone's eye all the time. So uh, he ended up picking up a lot of the slack. So I think my, my husband actually ended up uh, probably having to make a lot of career sacrifices during the pandemic to make sure the children were taken care of. Um, and, uh, but that's something that we juggled together and that felt, it was good to see that presented on screen. Mm -hmm. It was good to see that presented. Uh, I, I wonder if we're setting this up for them to come to a place where they're, one of them has to choose. I don't know. It kind of feels like that. 
I you hope know what? Not. Well, I'm just saying, like, it seems like they might be setting up that there's going to be a bigger thing that happens later that's going to be harder for them to juggle. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, that does make sense. I just hadn't thought. I hadn't. I haven't been thinking ahead. I guess. Yeah. Um. But I guess, like, when I hear that, um, that's that you know idea like someone have to choose like my gut is just like oh well she'll have to quit you know like just because that's Ooh, what i don't what want anybody I'll, I'll to quit happens. i hope nobody has to quit that would that would suck uh but yeah i hope the show doesn't do that to us like you know amy i mean they both love their job so much it'd be really hard um there but i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens but it does feel like they might use this conflict later that's all i'm saying mm-hmm. it could 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 be used again um any other things to say about balancing um my phone autocorrected dick pic to sick pic sick pic <laughs> it should know by now right? right i feel like that should be just it's sh- uh, phones should no longer autocorrect the word dick pic in in 2021 right get on it apple get on android it. get on it um okay shall we do our moments of thirst yes okay do you have some moments of thirst Ooh, let's hear them so my first one is um sleepy moments of thirst it's because you're in the bed the bed is calling to you are you literally just gonna push the microphone away from you and take the headphones off and go to sleep (laughs) Well, I I usually go to bed at, at I know seven thirty. Yeah. We're like on so, opposite schedules, you and I. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> um. So the first one is Jake crying after Boyle's testicle mo- 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 <sighs> monologue. Oh, I where, love a man who where, cries. Where Boyle says, "Are you crying?" And off camera, we hear, "No," and then we see him, and he's always, "Yes." He's just like oh, crying. I love, I love a man who cries. Not um, during sex. Like, don't cry during sex. I don't want that. Um. You're giving me what a weird look. An, well, if it's an I involuntary, don't want crying during sex. If it's an involuntary response, think, think about la- the 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 laughing or orgasm. Okay. There's also the crying or or orgasm. Have you ever I, had that? I no. I mean, it's I don't want to shame. I don't want to shame anyone. Uh, but it's real. I, it happens. It's involuntary. I, like, I don't. I don't want crying during sex. I I just don't. It's that's I've not had them. For it. You've had crying had, orgasms? Yes. Like, do you sob? No. No? No, it's just, it's it's just like, like a, a tear leaks out of your eye. Okay, well, it's that's okay. Tears. I'm talking about like full on sobbing because then I'm like, whoa, like, what's happening? This is a happy time. Maybe a time for yelling. Like, I'm okay with yelling. Yelling is okay. Uh, I don't want crying. Uh, I don't want sobbing, I'll say. I don't want sobbing. Um, but I do love a sensitive, I love a sensitive man who has deep friendships and, and is in touch with his feelings. That's what I'll say. Yeah. I think I'm burned well, by like a ex-boyfriend who used to. He, he would used, sob? Well, he, it's a, a long ago, long, long time ago, like way, way long ago. He would, um, yeah, he would get a little emotional and it was, it was weird stuff. It was like, you know, why are you with me? Um, I'm such a loser. He was a loser oh, though. God. So he was yeah. he was accurate. <laughs> anyway, uh enough about me. Let's go back to your moments of thirst. 
too. Yeah. Um, Jake seeing Mac pull himself up, like you were just saying, the look yes. on his face, like the yes. how he lit yes. up, and it was yes. very sweet. It was mm-hmm. very sweet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I wrote that down too, actually. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So my moments of thirst. Um, I just want to say that I co- I continue to love. Andy wearing that maroon hoodie like he's been wearing that hoodie since season that hoodie's been reappearing over and over and over again throughout the show and I just maroon's like a really good color on him it looks really nice on his skin he looks really good in it um and it looks really soft um I feel like Andy's like chin dimple is really like prominent this season and it's cute and adorable and I love it um I love to see the the chin dimple really shining in season eight um also i wrote down uh jake being happy about the baby his like i think it was that genuine emotion that just like uh i really connected to and then just generally um supportive partners are sexy as fuck i find supportive partners to be incredibly sexy he seemed reluctantly support poor poor though he wasn't like sure i'll do 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 anything for you babe it was sure. like Oh man. But he you did know. it. But he did it. He did it. And he was excited for her when she came home and she had achieved. Like he yeah. wasn't jealous. He wasn't like, well, I didn't get to do my thing. Like he was happy for her and he was excited mm-hmm. to tell her about what had happened with Mac while she was gone. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, I, I feel like that's real. Like people want, like he wants, he wants his own career. He can't completely drop what he wants. And he's trying really hard to do that when he needs to. Um, but I didn't feel at any point that he was like resentful of her for like having succeeded in what she wanted to do. And so to me, that's like, that's being supportive. As you would imagine, I'm normally up for pretty much anything in the bedroom, but I can't tell if what happened was weird or sexy. So we're ready for some Adam and Andy trivia. Yes. So mm-hmm. as you know, Andy was on SNL. He was, yeah. So how old was he when mm-hmm. he first got obsessed with SNL? How old was he when he got obsessed with SNL? hmm Wow. Okay. I mean, I'm trying to think of when I first became aware of SNL, and it's like so long well andy and i are about the same age he's a little he's like a year older than me um so gosh i'm gonna say i'm gonna say nine 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 is the number that comes to my head he was eight (gasps) i was so close close. yeah i feel like that is around the time that i became aware of snl and became aware of a sketch comedy and so that totally makes sense yeah so he was sneaking downstairs to watch wrestling and his parents were were watching snl so it was like late 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 at night Mm -hmm. and he was like so he like waited in the in the back like and kind of like hid and like watched watch snl and then he got kind of obsessed and he tried Mm -hmm. to like write jokes and like be that is the cutest oh my god i did the same thing though sarah i did the same thing thing. sarah why couldn't we be friends when we were kids by the way listeners sarah and i just celebrated our eight-year friend diversary Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's one of those dumb Facebook things that reminds you. But I don't have. But I don't, we were. But we, we literally became friends, friends when, yeah, right after like we met few, each other. 
Yeah. So it's accurate. I, yeah. I mean, it's pretty accurate, right? Yeah. It it's was the like only within a, it was in a, a week or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it eight years since we've become friends. It feels I told you as I told you by text, it feels like uh, it feels like we've been friends all of our lives. I know. It feels like you were always going to be in my life or like, like it was just like we were waiting to catch up with each other. Exactly. But I did the same thing, Sarah. I used to write sketches and I loved SNL too. And I used to I had a we didn't have a video recorder. Like we weren't we didn't have we weren't a money family. Um so we but I had a tape recorder and so I used to record basically like radio plays and radio sketches and I'd get all the neighborhood kids together and we would like do our own kind of SNL but on a tape recorder um and so it was all audio and now I'm doing podcasting look at me now (laughs) uh that is adorable I would pretend that I was getting my like you know the the opening Stuff where they the, show oh, the like them, like the oh the, the, the opening the, the, the intro vi- the, vi- the yes. videos of yes. all the the cast like a- around New York. I would like pretend I was like walking around New York, like oh Sarah, you know, That's getting horrible. like film. I really that. wanted to do something like that for the web show that we did, where that we had planned to do as a as a thing. Um, but of course, we didn't get to do that because of COVID, and and we shot yeah. everything virtually. But yeah, maybe one day. Um, that is awesome. What a, what a, first of all, that sounds so super cute. Um, yeah. I, I wish you had videotaped yourself doing that. Cause I would love to see a video of that. Uh, yeah. and the, the, that little bit of trivia really like warmed my heart. What a, what a sweet, adorable piece of trivia. I feel like I just yeah. feel so I'm good. I'm just imagining eight-year-old Andy just oh getting like God. jazzed up. Who would have been on during that time? So when was he born? Uh, Well, if he's a year older than me, then he was born in 78. 78. So 78 plus So eight. in 88, he would be 10. 86. Who was on SNL in 86? Sorry, uh, I have it to It was not up. great. If I recall, 86 was like, well... Billy Crystal may have been on. Um, eighty six was that when Adam Sandler and no Adam Sandler maybe Adam okay. Sandler and Farley maybe a Whitney Brown nor okay. Dunn John okay. La 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 yeah John Lovett, Lovett Dana Carvey maybe Dennis Miller Al Dennis Miller Franken okay. was a writer Dana 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 Carvey okay. Phil Hartman Jan Hooks Victoria yeah that Jackson, was that actually was a really good Kevin Nealon yep good year. Norm Macdonald mm-hmm. may have been on there around that time too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was a good year. Uh shortly after that, I think is and Norm Macdonald, of course, just passed away uh last week. Um I, I think shortly after that, uh with at least within the next couple of years, was when you had Chris Rock and Adam Sandler mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Chris Farley and I was, so that was first a good, good aware year. of SNL in the late 90s when i was uh mm-hmm. when i would i was about eight or nine mm-hmm. so what was that 19 late 90s 90 was probably will ferrell snl yeah yeah yeah. will, will ferrell, ferrell sherry o'terry daryl hammond molly mm-hmm. shannon tim mm-hmm. Met- Met- meadows mm-hmm. tracy morgan anna gasteyer yeah that was a good Chris year too Tan, mm-hmm. jimmy fallon colin mm-hmm. quinn norm mcdonald jim brewer chris parnell yeah, good, good cast. It's good, those good times. I think it's so funny. SNL has been on so long that I like know. The, every generation, every ge- generation, like has feels like they have like their cast. You know, like the cast well, that they grew up. 
I used to watch the new ones, but also you could watch on, I think on Comedy Central or something, they would show the old 70s SNL. And I was obsessed with that. Oh, yeah. So I was watching like Bill Murray and Gilda Radner and Dan Aykroyd. And yeah, I actually, um, Jim just- Belushi. Recent, just today, John Belushi. Shit, read... did I say Jim Belushi? No. Ugh. Um, I just today read Steve Martin's book *Born Stay Standing Up*, mm-hmm. where he talks about his basically the beginning of his mm-hmm. career, like in jet, like w- mm-hmm. from when he was like ten years old mm-hmm. until you know the end of his stay 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 end up career, like thirty three or something like that Mm -hmm. um and it was just so interesting to hear his story and he talked a bit about uh, snl and i remember seeing his stay stand up like his i think he was like a guest in the first season yeah he did a lot of he was on there so often it almost felt like he was a cast member he he, like you know he he was in so many of the sketches uh that the really i think memorable ones i have uh i have a couple of his comedy albums actually or i think i have at least one of his comedy albums you, i think you i have might... let's i think we have let's i think i i think i have let's get small actually i'm curious what you would think think of this book like he's he's a very good writer this book mm-hmm. isn't very well written it's like it feels like it was written quickly mm-hmm. but it was interesting stuff like mm-hmm. about his if you are interested in his life yeah. like i love yeah. i love biographies of comedians i went through a phase i think we went through that phase at the same time where we were like listening to a man amy poehler's book god i still like that one really that one really hit me really emotionally uh amy poehler's book and mindy kaling's book and i couldn't get through tina fey's book but i think it was just a little too um like i'm trying to remember it was it felt a little like amy poehler's book was so vulnerable and like i think um uh bossy pants yeah i think bossy pants was like more like i'm telling you a story but i'm distanced from it and i think i just maybe Mm. i'll come back to it sometime but i was just like ooh, like i i feel like i'm not connected to you i'm not connecting to you the way i was you know with these other books so yeah i I feel like i didn't connect to a a Amy Poehler's book because she spent a lot of time talking about how hard it was to write the book mm. and how much she didn't want to write the book. Oh, I remember that was like, I I remember that part, but it was pretty. I, it wasn't a lot compared to the rest of the stuff that was in it. Um, I don't know. I just really connected a lot with her her book. Anyways, uh, Sarah, that was a lovely piece of trivia. Thank you so much. I'm just like. I, my heart is really warmed by the idea of eight-year-old Andy like sneaking downstairs to watch SNL. I just love that. That's so sweet. And then he's on SNL and he's on you know, SNL. His dream came true. I know. I just like that. Just oh, God, Andy Samberg is like Andy Samberg, the person. I I know that human beings are like flawed and they have multi dimensions and all that shit. But like to me, Andy Samberg is like a fucking warm chocolate chip cookie. That he's like the, the Tom Hanks of com- comedy. <laughs> he's like the Tom- of comedy oh god i just love him so much oh you look awesome come the fuck upstairs okay but wait i have to worry about something what if you come up here i'm gonna tie you to my bed and keep you for at least three days i'm just in that kind of mood so shall we talk about what we're watching next week yes so listeners we're not spinning the wheel this week and it's not what you might think uh ordinarily we would switch over to talking about um adam 
in the next episode. But we decided to shake things up because we really want our next Adam episode to be the last duel, which I think doesn't come out until the 17th in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So Sarah and I really wanted to talk about that the next time we get together to talk about Adam. And so in order to accomplish that, we decided that the next episode will actually be episodes um, five and six of Brooklyn Nine-Nine season eight. So we're going to be, we're doing double Andy. It's double Andy time. So uh, let me, uh, I meant to pull up the, uh, the next couple of episodes so that we could so I could tell you what they're called. But anyway, so listeners, we're going to be watching uh, episodes. Here we go. There we go. Episodes uh, five and six. Ooh, Sarah. Ooh, Sarah. What? The next episode is called PB&J, and that is the return of Doug Judy. So the episode five, we we get we got Doug, Judy, and Jake, and they're on an adventure together, and I fucking can't wait. And then uh, episode six is called the setup. When the FBI takes over a high profile case, Jake keeps digging. Uh, Amy and Rosa negotiate with O'Sullivan and the police union. So it sounds like we're going to still be getting more. So yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine is like we're this police thing is an ongoing storyline. Uh, we are not dropping it. And that I guess that makes sense. They did cast a pretty high profile actor in that sort of police union guy role. So yeah. um I fuck. I can't wait to see I can't wait to see Doug Judy again. I'm so excited. <laughs> all all episodes of it's like Halloween Heist and Doug Judy. Guaranteed. Always my favorite episodes of the season. So uh I'm pretty psyched. So listeners, that's what you can expect from us next. Uh and then then after that, uh, we'll be talking about the last duel. So, um, uh, you can, uh, we'd love talking to you guys. I've been having such a blast, uh, talking with people, uh, on Twitter and uh, other places about all these upcoming projects and talking with people about Brooklyn, the last season of Brooklyn nine, nine and, and, and all these, uh, Twitter was a real fun place to be, by the way, on the night of the Emmys when uh, when when they thanked uh, Adam Driver uh, on uh, for uh, the last week tonight writers. Anyway, anytime something like that happens, when something exciting comes out about Andy or Adam, it's just such a fun place to be. And so listeners, thank you for thank you for listening to the show. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for watching. Uh, I, I just like I just get so much joy out of doing the show uh, with you, Sarah and uh and talking to the listeners about it so um you know talk to us um you know tell us your thoughts on this episode um you can find us on facebook and instagram at adam and andy podcast and you can find us on twitter at adam andy pod so sarah you look so cozy i'm cozy so uh Thank you for uh, joining us from your bed. I appreciate the level of commitment that you're bringing to this absurd show that we do together. I will always do this show. Even even (laughs) if my back is just like, no. No. The back doesn't want it, but we don't care. We don't care. We don't care because we are doing it. Uh, I hope that your back is feeling better soon. Me too. um, And I love you. I love you too. 